0: Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or you're subscribed on iTunes, never missing a single episode. Thank you very much, everybody, friends of the show. And speaking of the iTunes feed, definitely a great thing that is going on right now uh you know other podcasts have it so lucky but now i want to give a special thank you and shout out to my cnj radio partner chris went ahead and did some tweaking and the coding and all that stuff that i wouldn't know how to do in a million years and now once again on the itunes feed every single solitary episode of Rock strikes 10 is available for your convenience not just the latest 10 every damn episode is now available does that excite you, Mystery Guest?
1: It, it's it, extremely exciting. Nice. Go back and search your archive for those shows that I might have missed. Yes, That was more than ten
0: episodes ago. And Mystery Guest, besides the episodes you have appeared on, uh, what would you say, what, which one sticks out for you? Your favorite episode that you would recommend to a new listener? Or just one you just happened to hear that you liked.
1: Well, I'm mean, actually the Bowie one that was really recent. I mean, that was one of my favorite ones that that I can think of off the top of my head. It's a great show, uh, a, a, a very deep, uh, deep look into the Bowie catalog. So you did a good job with that. Oh well, well good I, job.
0: I take that as a massive compliment <laughs> because who we have here on the show, if you're a long time listener, no stranger, Mr. Logan. Thank you so much for coming on. You bet, the no show problem, man. Thanks. And uh, spe- we're continuing on the Bowie discussion. We got a new album coming out. Excited, of course. Extremely. Uh, you don't think he's gonna tour? No, he will not. But um, back to the Bowie show. What was your favorite song? Because this this is the Bowie guy. This is my Bowie mentor, actually. So, who? What was your favorite song? What wowed you on the show the well, most?
1: the 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 one that that really wowed me was uh, "Width of a Circle." Ah, it's a great song. You know, it's a fantastic song and. A great album. Just pulling that one out was was it was really nice. It was really cool. Really I was, cool.
0: I was very excited to put pictures of Lily on there because I didn't think anybody really heard it before.
1: Well, I mean, I don't think anybody picked that who tribute record up. Yeah, it's horrible. At all, Except it, I mean, yeah, it's it, it 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 on paper it it looked bad. And it, and it pretty much was. Yeah.
0: But uh, I, Did did we ever find out? Because I, I asked that out loud. Uh, did Paige Hamilton play on that track or does you know, it sound like he did? I actually
1: looked and I couldn't find any any kind of...
0: Yeah, there's no notes for it. Yeah, I
1: mean, there's nothing on on that. I mean,
0: I would like to think that he got to record at least one song with it. I'm going to think that's the one. Page didn't, one.
1: as far as I know, Paige Hamilton did not record anything. Okay. Uh, he made the live appearances... Yeah. on on the late night talk shows or... Yeah. Anything promoting or, hours. Yeah, anything he did, promoting the album, he, did that he was Wim- part that of. What
0: was that Wembley charity show? Remember that? We listened to the, that via satellite that when it was wasn't, happening. But he, I, he played I, I, that. I
1: don't believe he played that, did he? I thought he did I thought it was, Reeves. I, I thought yeah. it was just Reeves no, that no, no, was, was no, on no. that. I mean, I, Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, Bowie but, Roundtable aside. Yeah. This is, this is going <laughs> to be a really fun show today. I've been wanting to do this theme for a while now, and I think I came up with ten really good songs for this particular theme. And I mentioned to Logan what I was doing on the show, but then I hesitated to tell him what I was playing. So it said, we were having lunch. I was like, well, well screw it. Let's just come down here and do the show. Logan has no idea what I'm going to play on the show. Zero he, idea. He knows the theme, which I'm going to tell you right now. The episode title this week is called The Song Title Remains the Same. My little Zeppelin ploy, but <laughs> it has nothing to do with Zeppelin really at the end of the day. I'm going to play you Ten songs. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the song title in advance, Logan. Right. And you're going to tell me what comes to mind. And then basically I'm just going to say, well, it's not going to be that song. It's going to be an entirely different song, which is not a cover. It's a bait and switch. It's a new original or an old original right. that predates a song title you know more famously by. Let's say, for instance, if Nirvana did a song called Stairway to Heaven <laughs> and it wasn't the Zeppelin cover. They just wrote a whole new song by I'd, it.
1: I'd pay, I'd pay to hear that, though.
0: Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Okay. That's what we're going to do. Okay. Song number one. All why right. hesitate? Okay. we put it off long enough. Logan, I'm going to play... It's like an
1: hour of Jeopardy.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's eat, this, These are going to be layups for you as far as, like, when I say this, what do you think? Oh, you know, okay. It, you know, it's match game, basically. Right, right But then right. I'm going to say, you're wrong. <laughs> Logan, the first song I'm going to play here on the show is a song called Come As You Are. Who do you immediately think of? <laughs> Speaking of which...
1: Yeah, speaking of which, it's probably just Nirvana right off the top of my head. Okay. Now, I
0: worked in record stores with Logan, so he's got a more vast knowledge than I do. (laughs) Can you think of another one? But we were
1: just talking about Nirvana, so I fell into your trap. You
0: did. Where's Admiral Akbar? (laughs) It's a trap. It's a trap. (laughs) So, is there any other... Artists or are. band that put out a song called Come As You Are, to your knowledge, because, like I said, I think it's the mentality that this song is so, it's such an iconic song title now. Yeah, it is. Who else could have possibly done it? Uh, well, back in 1987, uh, a man that I consider one of the greatest frontmen of all time, definitely one of the most charismatic, but just super frontman play in a, a great Boston based band in the seventies called the Jay Giles band. Mr. Peter Wolf oh my God. put out an album in nineteen eighty seven <laughs> called Come As You Come are. as You Are. Logan, you want to go hop around the block with me? <laughs> let's Kick,
1: <laughs> That's the most ridiculous video.
0: It's one of my favorites, and I had to do it. So here you go, kicking off the show today. Here is Mr. Peter Wolf. Let's go hop around the block here we go. Yeah, let's do
1: it. Go. Let's do it. Let's go. Come as you are. Freeze frame. <laughs>
0: that was peter wolf with come as you are the title track of the 1987 album of the same name is that redundant to say it that way but yeah. anyway um, logan you said you hadn't heard that song since when
1: well but i was thinking actually about 88 or 89 whenever they really just stopped playing it, yeah. it might have been trying to promote something else around the time so you know how it is they yeah. they play some of the older stuff that you know yeah. It was a. It, it would come on like two in the morning. It was a on semi-hit. MTV. It was yeah. a semi-hit.
0: Yeah, that that's a good way to put it because uh, that was probably his biggest solo uh, single uh, post Jay Giles. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm a big Peter Wolf fan, so I definitely recommend pretty much picking up anything <laughs> he's ever done. You're you're pretty safe. And he released a very critically acclaimed album in 2010. Uh, he's he's almost going into more singer-songwriter Americana thing now, but he he still turns it on uh, in high gear whenever he wants to. The great Peter Wolf. And coming up next, Logan. Yes. Yeah, we're we a little out of breath, so we're gonna um, <laughs> we're gonna take it back a little bit further. <sighs> still in still in kind of a Peter Wolf era, but a little bit earlier than oh, okay. that. Okay. And you know, it's definitely like '87 because uh, you know, not a guitar solo, but saxophones. Saxophones? <laughs> are you
1: fucking kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's all we did for about seven years. <laughs> we straight. did it for a long time. Anything?
1: Saxophones? Are you bloop kidding me? Yeah
0: who was that was that was, Ed, that was the late version. great buddy the late great yeah. buddy rich yes. yeah, yeah if you haven't heard the buddy rich goes ballistic on his band on the bus tape just go look up buddy rich uh rant um, or something on youtube in and a ribs the,
1: somewhere it, it's, yeah
0: it's amazing and <laughs> some disgruntled uh mu- scale musician from the buddy rich band had a handheld luckily he had a handheld for that day and you must hear this cuz it's it,
1: it's a must yeah all right it's a all, must
0: all that aside Moving on to the next song, Logan, when I say the song title Wanted Dead or Alive, what is the first thing that immediately comes to mind?
1: Was it John Bon Jovi or just Bon Jovi?
0: Just Bon Jovi. Just Bon Jovi. Although Wanted Dead or Alive is kind of the prequel to the John Bon Jovi song Blaze of Glory. Blaze of Glory.
1: Yes. From 1990. Yeah. But this so, is from the class of, 86 wanted the class of
0: 86, was Wanted Dead or Alive. Class of 86
1: was Wanted Dead or Alive. And and so so what what, what year year am am I going for?
0: Well, this one goes all the way back to 1971. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, see, and uh, I'm going to play you a band that I guess pretty much, you know, in the States or anywhere else, honestly, is kind of considered a one-hit wonder. We're not going to play that one hit. We're going to play something really deep out of their catalog. The Box Tops? Not the Box Tops. That's a good guess. Yeah. But they do start with a B. We're going to go oh. with a little Brownsville Station. Brownsville Station. Now, yeah. wait a second. Now, their big hit, of course, is Smoking Smokin in, in the, the Boys' room. room. Yes. Okay. We're going to play a song by them called Wanted, Dead or Alive. This comes off of their 1972 record called 72. A Night on the Town. Grief. Here you go. This is Brownsville Station wow. with Wanted, but in parentheses, Dead, Dead or
1: Alive. alive. Oh. <laughs>
0: There you go. Uh, chicken or the Egg, <laughs> which came first? That or the Gene Genie by David <laughs> right. Bowie. Uh, I enjoyed what? that song, by the way. I like me some Brownsville Station. I wouldn't have been in the mood for it. It's a cool song. That's and, a cool song. But yeah, the whole time we were listening to it, it was just like, okay, let's, right. let's do some legwork here. Let's yeah. find out if this dropped before the Gene Genie or vice versa because, wow.
1: You have a smartphone? Look it up. <laughs> yeah.
0: But anyway, that was Brownsville Station with "Wanted, Dead or Alive" off of the album "Night on the Town" from 1972, which came out around the same time that the Gene Genie was, as you said, it, during the break B side.
1: It, well, no, it was the A side. Oh yeah, it was the A. It was a lead single off of, uh, off of "Aladdin Sane." Yes, according to my smartphone.
0: Yes, and. Uh, you know, Brownsville Station, very much a blues rock standard bar band. Uh, even on that album, Nine on the Town, they do a cover of Leave in Here, the Holland Dozier Holland song, which has been covered, to my knowledge, by only about 1,500 <laughs> people. Uh, most Narrowed not- it down. Most notably for me, uh, the cover of Motorhead doing it, and also of Lars Fredrickson. Lars! Okay. Lars and the Bastards did a cover of Leave in Here, even oh, though they were yeah. doing Motorhead's version of Leave in Here. But I don't even know who originally recorded "Leaving Here," but I know it's from the Motown. Well, you got a smartphone? Look it up. <laughs> I don't have a smartphone, sir. <laughs> I'm the only one on the planet that doesn't have one. I All think right. it's like me and Woody Allen, probably. Well, well
1: now like uh, keep talking. I'll look it up.
0: Wow. Uh, moving on. Wow, Logan.
1: <laughs> yes. When I, I got i I got to hear what this next one is.
0: Even though we're not driving down the road just off the beaten path of Athens, Georgia. Oh. If I say Love Shack...
1: Well, Joey, the first thing that comes to my mind would be those crazy kids in the B-52s.
0: And you would be right, more often than not, especially if you're listening to regular-ass radio. But this is not regular-ass radio. No, it's this not. Is, this is Rock Strikes 10 on cnjradio.com.
1: But it would be cool if the B-52s listened.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, it would be very cool, of course. Yeah. You know, I, I have nothing against them at all. Sub Cindy? Yeah, Did you, who, who were you? You were Cindy guy or Kate guy? Because um, it's like it's like Gilligan's Island, you know. Yeah, yeah,
1: you're right. It. Uh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that took a turn. Yeah. Um, I really liked Kate, but then I appreciated Cindy because she just didn't get the. She, the she's uh, the shy one. I mean, well, yeah, she was a shy one. And sense, Kate, even though there's really Kate was the one sh- that showed up on people's records a lot
0: more. Yeah, that's true.
1: And probably had the stronger vocal. Maybe. She
0: did. She she had a stronger voice. I'll give. Her, but I'll give you but
1: that. C- Cindy was acute. There, there's there's something about blondes and my my starlets that that I kind of like.
0: A Understood. Bit. Well, <laughs> mentioning you know kind of sticking into the same era. And speaking that was of, really
1: wacky, by the way.
0: That's all right. <laughs> Speaking of powerful women, women vocals, uh, mostly 80s based, especially from a college rock standpoint, I'm going to play Love you. Shack. Uh, okay, love wait. Love Shack. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, love dude. Shack. Uh... I'm tying in a little bit. Go for it. I, not,
1: right. I, I got nothing.
0: All right, here we go. Back in 1985, a band that, that we all know and love, a band by the name of X. Oh, yes. They put out an album in 1985 called Ain't Love Grand. Empty, Ain't Love Grand. And I believe one of the singles... On the album, if there was such a thing for it, uh, was a little song called "Love Love Shack." Shack. Right after "Burn House of Love," on the Wow, and here you go. This is X with Love Love Shack. Shack. Wow. Wow. There you go. That was X with Love Shack. I know. I know. That's. Do you remember that song at all?
1: I, yeah, I do. I mean, I I think that I had that album whenever they were doing twofers. Oh, nice. Twofers on yeah, they did, cassettes they? or CDs yeah, cause or whatever.
0: Yeah, because their albums were so short. That yeah, totally I, makes sense. Yeah, I
1: mean, you could do. I mean, they they were putting out maybe thirty thirty five minute records. Yeah, and, and so.
0: At least now, uh, in this, in this, uh, you know. I'm trying to remember
1: what it was paired with. That I
0: can't, I, that I, I, I don't can't know. remember off the top of my head. Wild well, gift, maybe. It was probably
1: well. It. No, I, I'm not sure if they. Well, maybe so. Yeah, I, it was, I I don't know. But uh, I got a smartphone. I'll look it up. But the
0: cool thing is, even with classic album like that or that classic era, where they were only putting out 30, 35 minutes for the sake of vinyl. Right. Uh, X was fortunate enough to have their catalog. Reissue down on Rhino Records and if you ever have to buy any kind of reissues, Rhino is oh, always a way to the go.
1: Yeah, all of those are fantastic. Double disc sets. Bonus tracks work. Bonus tracks, to. live cuts. And uh all right. They so, did a really great job of those reissues. Yeah,
0: and also, uh, for those of you who know them just for their cover of Wild Thing, if you get the uh Rhino version of "Ain't Love Grant, That is one of the bonus tracks. So there you go. Ooh. Because it was, a, I think it was a single only, but you get the extended six-minute version of it. So, good times. Speaking of good <laughs> times, Chris. Yes. You know, usually you're used to sing this like in neon, or you just might know it as a now classic rock song title. But Logan, when I say "girls, girls, girls," your brain goes into
1: my brain goes to Elvis
0: Costello. Yeah, cuz of that double disc Besta.
1: Right, and that's why. Now, I I honestly I don't know you're if that was, was was that the song? Was, did I get no. it right? No. No. no
0: you're, I th- I thought that was just an album title. I didn't think No, yeah, I
1: was I I I was thinking it was a an actual song. Really? I don't know. Ooh, Maybe what? I'm wrong. But well, I remember that.
0: Well, we'll do this during the song we're going to play. We'll we'll look it up. Okay. tease it. But you also think of
1: Well, I uh, well, I think of Uh, strip clubs (laughs) strip club uh, band Motley Crue yes Uh, I also think of um, my mom's favorite Elvis Presley
0: oh yeah yeah the movie right I think
1: I think that would I think that was was called Girls 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 I don't know she's got a plate probably with it (laughs) right so a Pez dispenser that's girls 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 yeah oriented
0: speaking of being oriented I've been I've been pretty kind of 80s college rock radio oriented over okay. here over the show 80s. so far I'm gonna have to stick with it this is one of my favorite Uh-oh. you don't know them bands and, and that's just me generalizing music fans in general, I think most people don't know who this band is, but this is a good time to get in on this band because they just put out, I believe it's actually a career retrospective and not just a complete studio recordings, Uh very affordable $30-esque box set by a great band called the Lords of the New Church. Whoa. Love this band. You're welcome. And they are, um, I actually didn't know about them before (laughs) I met you, sir, but you kind of reopened the door again. Uh, a band that was born out of the ashes of the Dead Boys. The Dead Boys, and the, right. And not the ashes of the damn, but an ex-member. So you got the great Stiv Bader's and right. the great Brian James coming together and making amazing music. Rest in, my in peace, Stiv. Rest in peace, Stiv. Stiv is one of the few guys that kind of pissed their life away on drugs for the most part, but I'd still put him up on a pedestal, you know, like, like your Thunders, as another guy.
1: Quick Stiv Bader story. Hit me. Very, very quick, whenever they were still touring as Lords of the New Church, mm-hmm. a, a gal that I knew in one of my art classes, mm-hmm. quote, unquote.
0: Oh, you know what to say about girls in art classes.
1: Well, and she was one of the, <laughs> like, five goth chicks in, in our entire school. She our was wearing the Cure po- shirt before po-donal. anybody else. Oh, yeah, was, oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, she went to go see Steve Bader's. Nice. Or she went to go see Lords, Lords of the New Church. Yeah. Met Steve Baiters, oh. and then she told me that she had a dream after she met Steve Baiters that um, she she was uh, killed in her sleep by Steve Baiters. Wow,
0: that's just odd.
1: Goth of the uh, Goth of the '80s, dude. Yeah. You know, in
0: a Nosferatu kind of way. Uh, well, yeah, she <laughs> no, was no, no. like,
1: I was stabbed by Steve Baiters in my dream.
0: See, that makes more sense. Oh, okay. He was definitely more of the stabby type. And
1: what, what what's 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 fantastic now is she's a, a totally normal mom. Yeah. You know. That's awesome. Yeah. Fun yeah. fun stuff.
0: All right. <laughs> That's not the current lady, is it?
1: No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, no.
0: I... Oh no. No. Not at all. But, but all she that being she's said. cool.
1: She's cool. I I I I won't say who it is, but Yeah.
0: But yeah, I, I would definitely start in order with your Lords of the New Church catalog. And like I said, this is actually off of the first Lords of the New Church album, the self-titled, self-titled. record debut. Also has a great track on there called Open Your Eyes. If you've never heard that song, that thing's a killer. That, that,
1: that's a that, that's one of those cult classics from the 80s. Yeah. It's a must.
0: Yeah. And this is one of the deeper songs on there. And you know what? I like this song, but it's not even close to being the best song on the record. But, of course, the theme...
1: The theme fits.
0: girls. Girls, girls. That was Girls, Girls, Girls from the eponymous Lords of the New Church record. I have to say it a different way every time, just to be hip and cool. Uh, that came out in nineteen eighty two. I I know I had to look that up, but uh like I said, we were talking about Steve Baders and while the song was playing we were talking more about uh that Steve Bader's concert experience that your friend had. But yes. then I then they kinda got into one of the least rock and roll deaths ever. It was so not a cliched death for Sid Vayters. He didn't go out like the typical, you know, overdose. Yeah, it, it,
1: it certainly wasn't like or Sid Vicious o- or anything. OD like in Chelsea Hotel.
0: So, if you don't know, tell the audience at home how Sid From from
1: it. what I recall, he was uh, walking across the street in Paris, just like any true punk would. Yes. And he got hit not by a car, not by a bus, not by a taxi. But by a motorcycle, and from what I understood, he he was injured at the time. Yeah. But for the most part, stood up and kind of just brushed the dirt off of off of his his person that clothes yeah. and and walked walked off like eh no big deal. I believe it was a three or four days later that he actually ended up dying because. Internal injuries, probably yeah uh, it was internal bleeding huh. and so he he pretty much bled to death um <laughs> not even realizing it without even anything. knowing it
0: yeah I, they, and I, that I, was uh let's see
1: smartphones it was like early 90s it was
0: like 91 92 90 okay there you go 90 cuz i remember they dedicated well um they there was the um the guns N' roses cover album spaghetti incident they right. did uh ain't it fun Right. And that was a tribute to him. So uh, they that that song really didn't come up until they were like, Oh wow, you know, because they were all biggest of Baders fans. Right. Especially Duff. I know that for sure. So Okay.
1: I need to go back. I looked at the smartphone. Yeah, he was a... struck by a taxi is what it said. Oh.
0: You motorcycle
2: know, he, he, taxi. And he he me... was
1: taken to a hospital but left before seeing the doctor. See, he checked himself out. So he took himself out, assuming oh. that he was not not all, hurt at all. If and only then he had stayed. Died. In his sleep, as a result of a concussion,
0: is wow. what it says. So, Besides, I was wrong
1: about the motorcycle, but it's okay. It's okay. The, the 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 gist of it is yeah, still it's the
0: same same story basically. Yeah. A- and the other thing, interesting thing, is he was also on. Uh, he's one of uh, I, I, I hate to say the many, but the decent amount of on BB B. Buell's roster, he was a part of that. Speaking of Elvis Costello from earlier, oh, him and Elvis Costello have yeah. shared the same girlfriend at one point or yes. another. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is probably easily—it's almost kind of a cheap. It's a very generic song title, but I'm still going with it. God. When I mention a song title called rock and roll, first thing that comes to mind. Do it. Well, what's the most obvious classic rock staple called rock? Gary Glitter. That's rock and roll part two. Part one, part two, whatever. See, I know because you cash out on stuff like this. I do. You think? You're too generic. This is too generic. Led Zeppelin. Been oh, a long time since a rock right. and roll. Yeah, this is why I picked it. Yeah. Okay. It, it's obviously since the days of calling it rock and roll. There's probably been a handful of songs with just that title. Usually, it's a variation. If I ever put
1: out a record, I'm going to call it rock and roll. Well, then i would call every single song rock and roll. Not rock and roll one or two, three. That would be fun. Just rock and roll. I'd
0: buy that record. Yeah, you would. Yeah.
1: Then you could play it on your next show.
0: Yeah. Okay. Continue. But uh, there was a song. I want to say 2002 or 2003. Ugh. And it was by, uh, speaking of people who are no longer with us, a, a gentleman by the name of Ronnie James Dio. Oh. Had an album out called Killing the Dragon. Yeah. And uh, we were actually fortunate enough to see him perform this song live. Yeah. And uh, here you go. This is Dio with Rock and Roll Killing Me.
1: Or the Dragon. Killing the Dragon. Yes. R.I.P. Dio.
0: That was Dio with Rock and Roll. Rock and or Roll. No. That was off of Killing the Dragon. What year was that, Logan? Did I get it right? 03? 02? uh,
1: 2002.
0: Ah, yes. All right. And we saw him on that tour. So, yes. Because I remember he opened up for Maiden and he played after Motorhead.
1: Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. We did see that.
0: That's one of those shows you can say that you saw, and people are going to be so jealous down the road. Like, are wow, they? you saw that, Bill. Wow. I mean,
1: I, I'm just grateful to see Dio. Yeah. As many times as I did. Yeah. I uh, You know, of course, it. A lot of that is in 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 the wake of the death. But, yeah. But of course. I mean, he is he is a legend. Yeah. A icon. ambassador icon yeah. of. Of heavy metal, of music. Of, he- of heavy metal period. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: and uh, that song definitely, I just, I just kind of. It realized is an underrated it, album, though. Yeah. I think a
1: lot of that, the, the a lot of the albums that, uh, some people would, would dismiss as weaker albums. Yeah. You no, know, I think that's one of the. This gems is a great of modern
0: of the modern Dio era. That is probably was, the gem well, in the
1: catalog. Uh, what was? Uh, it was Magica Ma- and there was Master there was of the Ma- Moon. Master of the Moon. That's Master of the Moon record. was a fantastic yeah.
0: record. Yeah. So go check that. That was his. Uh, Last, last solo album.
1: And apparently, uh, Holy Diver is our local free magazine's uh, one of their ten metal albums that you must listen to before you die.
0: That's not a bad choice, actually. And it's
1: not a bad choice. I could pick a few other
0: records. I would almost put... But,
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. You yeah. should listen to that record. Yeah, you should listen to anything that Dio contributes yeah. to.
0: And and I hate to say derivative, but that song was pretty derivative of Computer God from the Dehumanizer Mm -hmm. album. Mm -hmm. If you're a Dehumanizer fan, then you you will probably very much like
1: to And you're probably a a bigger Dehumanizer fan than I am. Uh, Not to say that it's a bad record.
0: That was in the first five CDs I ever owned. Wow. CDs. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, anyway. I I, I was late to the CD party. 90s boy. Yeah, 92, 93 is when I first started buying CDs. I finally gave up on the cassettes.
1: Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) That's cool. (laughs) Okay.
0: Well, moving on to the next song, we're have a we slightly pressed for time, but we're, we're having fun. And you're going to hate this so much, Logan, but I'm going to have to do a Pepsi challenge for you okay. and all the listeners at home, because I can almost guarantee there's going to be like that 0, that 0.01 percentage is going to know this song offhand, but I almost kind of doubt that. Oh. I'm going to play you a song that, of course, has a familiar song title, very generic, almost like rock and roll, Ugh. but a more iconic title honestly and I you're going to go in with both fists up I know you are because you're not going to know the band alright you're going to know the band once I tell you but we're going to wait till the end of the song to do it this song is called Jump god. there's been many jumps over the years Jesus god of course the most popular rock one being Van Halen Van Halen we had uh, Pointer Sisters well. Pointer Sisters had it Sisters.
1: Cross <laughs> oh gosh I forgot about Crisscross. Cross <laughs> I'm glad they reunited so that we can talk about this.
0: Please tell me that's a joke. No. Okay. So when they say they're back, <laughs> is it also... I don't know. Are I, they I, back?
1: I, I, I honestly don't. I didn't research it. Okay. I saw the headline. That's it. So
0: did they say... Did we just move on from there? Did they say we're <laughs> back backwards again? Died just heard that
1: it had the word reunited and I moved on
0: I can't believe because I'm usually the one that texts you are you ready for are you ready for this reunion and then you have to go what oh god I'm like uh King Cobra (laughs) and you're Uh, like I you know
1: what I'd I'd like to see that right now
0: (laughs) I think that actually might be a reality Uh, let's go check during the break okay I'm going to play you a song called Jump. Called Jump. And And it's not
1: Pointer Sisters, it's not Van Halen, it's not Crisscross, Cross, who I totally forgot about.
0: Yeah, Uh, which is is totally fine that you did. This is probably, I'm going to give you a year, but that's all I'm going to give you. Okay. This is probably about 94, 95. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, here you go. I got it. For all you playing at home, even if you Wikipedia, even if you... I got it. Oh, who is it? No, no, no. Play it. Okay. And for those of you that are going to try to Google it, you still won't find it, I don't think. You're just going to have to listen to the song. I just want to know whether you liked it or not before you found out who it was, because I got a feeling that some people may be positive and some people may be negative once I tell you who it is. But until then...
1: It's not a fast-forward segment.
0: No. Here is Mystery Band oh. with Jump. Jump. <laughs> asking me who this is for like last that was... two minutes. He hated this song. God. I, I didn't say it was going to be great. No. But, uh, you know, some of you at home may have liked that. Logan is not of that opinion. No. But uh, that was a band called Green Jelly. <laughs> <laughs> God. That was off of their, uh, s- uh, their major label sophomore album. I'd called... rather
1: listen to Three Little Pigs 90 times than listen to that again.
0: Well, there you go. It was one of my God. first, my first, one of my first true controversial plays. was Green Jelly would jump off of their album 333, Ugh. and the reason I didn't think anybody would figure out who it is because it's definitely not the usual fare of what they do. Because
1: nobody bought the record, they just bought the single. Well, uh, they Oh bought, wait. They bought the other. Sorry. Record.
0: Yeah, that's alright. I, <laughs> I bought the record. Yeah,
1: you did. I know. I, I'm just, I'm just ribbing you, dude. Yeah, I, I know. I know. High five. Next song yeah, that all, I'm supposed to be thrilled about.
0: That's all I could say. I didn't say yeah. you were going to be thrilled about it. No, no, song. you
1: didn't. That's, that's why I said that sarcastically.
0: Yes. But wow. I, I am actually a pretty decent fan of this next band. This is about as current of a reference as I'm going to pull on this show, at least this week. Uh, there was a massive song in the early 2000s called One Step Closer. And that was by a band called Linkin Park. That was their real Ugh. big, big hit and i almost hybrid theory? yeah that Wasn't record yeah. the record
1: that wouldn't stop it
0: wouldn't it still won't for die. like
1: it's for 2 years yeah and it's, I think, it still sells a lot I, Yeah, i am sure it does yeah i'm sure it does
0: i am not even close to being a fan of that band so i just figured i would maybe try to take back the song title a little bit i told you about
1: seeing them i saw them yeah you did i remember you i were thought they how were local yeah
0: you thought they were a local band i thought they were a local band <laughs> and i thought
1: wow they're actually pretty good for being a local band right. that's i mean that was my exact thought right you know, was cause, wow that because i don't remember who they were opening up for
0: i i could tell you because i remember you telling me this story because i'll never forget you telling me that you met john kalander that night right when yeah you were wa- going to see the union Underground.
1: Hi, hi hi how are you yeah
0: yeah yeah uh, he only, was a cool guy yeah, only true music nerds will know the name john kalander but he is the record guru of all time he got boston on the radio yeah that he he's Partially responsible for Aerosmith's coming
1: Guru, Guru is is totally the the fitting word. But well, he looks like one. Yeah, one. I mean he's got the he's got the long big beard, like big beard thing going long on. Head, and yeah, but he's he's dressed normal. I mean Average. you know you know he had like khakis or some shit yeah. like that. I don't know. But it, for for being the figure that he is, you expect him to be a little bit more. Yeah, manicured.
0: You went to kind of like an industry concert. It was with, an industry with show. Like Union Underground was headlining because I remember you coming. Oh and crap! That, that that is who it was. You came back and told me the next day because I think it was between like one of us could go and I had to work. So you went ahead and went. You're like, man, I just wanted to go for the beers, you know. Yeah,
1: I mean that's uh, well, and you know it's it's good to go f- to the label stuff for the labels. They yeah. they, they love that. Yeah,
0: and uh, you told me that you're you, doing them
1: a favor. You're doing. Yeah, I mean, well, everybody's getting their back scratched.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you came by the next day, or you were, you were either working or you came by the next day, and you told me, hey, dude, I ran to John Calandra. Right. And you were like, I was pretty hammered, but... It's,
1: it's, it's pretty funny whenever that's the first thing that I talk about, yeah, not even the, the bands. But that's dude, I a... met John Calandra.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think you told... If I'm, Correct me if I'm wrong, but you... Were kind of a little bit because you were like, "Thank you for putting Iron Maiden back together." Yeah, it was totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Whoop. just imagine this response would be like, oh, "You're welcome." Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. You're, thank you're, you. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because I yeah I, I remember totally totally uh, uh being wh- wh- whipping his ass over that. Yeah. Uh, over over the fact that
0: because he had just started the portrait. Yeah, portrait. Uh, he'd restarted. We portrait. Restarted
1: that the the, the sub label. Yeah. For that was, yeah, that was uh, being distributed through Columbia, or he, Sony, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so, he
0: signed, and he signed Rat, Iron Maiden, and a few other guys. Yeah, uh,
1: I mean, a, a lot of the... the yeah,
0: heritage bands from the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually, I ran to Kaladner for like a minute, like, at some random festival. Right. But I didn't, I wanted to go talk to him, but he was talking to the lead singer of Sponge. <laughs> so I didn't want to bother him. They can't interrupt that conversation. And, and that's really funny, because... <laughs> You were talking about how average John Colander dresses. The guy from Sponge is like spiky dyed yeah, hair, yeah, leather pants. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this guy is definitely a rock star, and he wants you to know it. But, uh, you know, fine band and everything. But, uh, sure. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. We, we both, you had a better encounter with John Cullander. But John Cullander yeah, it was cool. aside. It was cool. Let's just get on to this song. This is a song called One Step Closer from a band that I'm actually a pretty decent fan of. And I'm kind of like basically just trying to say... I know that One Step Closer by Linkin Park was a big hit. That is one of their biggest hits of all time. That was the big single off of Hybrid Theory. Yeah, it was. But uh, I needed an excuse to play this band, even though Logan may not be a fan, but I am a big... Saigon Kick fan actually, oh! and uh, I wanted to play something off of a very unheralded record, and I found I happened to find a popular song title off it, so that's why I'm using it. So here you go, uh, <laughs> one more song to whip your ass, Logan. Yay. But here you go, this is Saigon Kick, the leadoff song off of their big bomb of a record called Water, which I do like that record a lot actually.
1: Oh, <laughs> was that the only bomb? Yeah,
0: uh, the, the yeah. first of many after their big one. We like radio to we, hit. we
1: like to call this beer break.
0: Yes, okay. Well, while he's doing that, I'm going to enjoy One Step Closer by Saigon Kick. Here you go.
1: More than words.
0: Logan showing off his true (laughs) ignorance of the the genre by saying more than words before I kicked it off. (laughs) Uh, Their hit was Love is on the Way, sir. (laughs) And while it's very parallel to the career of Extreme, a band that was heavier than they ever got credit for. But uh, yeah, there you go. I like that. That's duly noted. I'm
1: sorry, but. From
0: the album originally titled (laughs) Fields of Rape. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Though uh, I wonder why the label didn't want them to put the album out called Fields of Rape. Thank you, Tipper. Yeah, but that. but of course, like following up a massive—it's not dead. like it was going to help. Yeah, and the lizard actually—they went gold with that album. They did. Like, a lot they, of I mean, that.
1: I, I remember the more than words song. What what was it? Love is on the love way. is on the way. Yeah, that was a huge hit. Not, Good for them. It, I, I'm I'm yeah,
0: not indicative of what they were capable of. They just sh- rode that yeah. radio away. And,
1: and uh, it, you know what? It was it was that was a curse of blues. being a metal band yeah. right out of the '80s. Yeah, See, I mean it. it
0: and it was weird because... They,
1: they may have been a really great band and yeah. a lot of people loved them in their hometown or, yeah, or region yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But a lot of that has to do with... Uh, you know, you ask any of those... It, and we've talked about this before, yeah. about being a part of the industry back then.
0: And I remember Dee Snyder laid it out really good on oh, that, yeah. that VH1 Heavy documentary. Yeah, He was saying, it used to be... You come in, and you get the heavy song as the first single, and then you do the ballad. Right. But then they just started cutting right to the ballad yeah, as the first right, single. they went right to it. And that hurt a lot of those bands, and I think that was one of the examples of and it. And, it.
1: you know, it, it was it, uh, going along with that documentary about how, how they were... Well, Nirvana didn't kill this. It was the industry. We yeah, we, exactly. we killed ourselves.
0: Yeah. To, to me, it's not... It, Warren anyone... writes a song... Well, cherry Pie. Well, not not yeah. necessarily
1: cherry pie, but what was what was oh, the single Andy, heaven?
0: Uh, the heaven, heaven or heaven? Is, but yeah, it, Uncle Tom's Cabin. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's bad enough that they wrote cherry pie.
0: Yeah, well, then the like right after that, he uh, he writes Andy Warhol was right. I mean, he was completely oh yeah, like already starting to figure out what was going mm-hmm. on. Them oh yeah, uh, all that fun industry talk aside. So
1: you know, uh, Saigon kick. It's not that I hate you that much. It's just that you know.
0: If they came to town, I go see them, and you would. That's I wouldn't. basically would have boils down to. Yeah. yeah, and that's
1: fine. That's fine. Yeah. Their, their hearts aren't broken. Mine's not broken. Everybody's fine.
0: Exactly. Everybody. Everybody's cool with it. Yeah, and I, I would never play you their cover of Space Oddity in hundred oh years. Oh my cause god! I, just, I, I, I saw that.
1: It. I saw that on the track list and, and you would absolutely hate that i was horrified
0: uh and now we're going to move on to a another song, song that i don't know what you're talking about i think you're going to enjoy this song a whole lot better than the other two At least oh, i'm hoping I'm, I'm starting to really panic here yeah
1: you uh, should be in panic mode
0: but i'm going to play a song called round and round Ugh. why Ugh. <laughs> because even if i was going to play rats round and round you would love it because that's one of the I best would, songs ever.
1: I, I, I would, but it's
0: your top five guitar solos. It is a top mistaken. five
1: guitar solo. It's it's not a top five song. Huh. It's a top five
0: guitar yeah. solo. I that's one of those songs I could hear it a billion times and I actually don't get sick of it. Believe it or not, but uh, I'm not going to play Rat Round Around. Of course, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to. Who's that kid that Prince brought up in the uh, early '90s? Remember that one? Oh, uh, Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell. What's up? Yeah. This <laughs> 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 is like. Okay, we're guesting on Psych this week. So, <laughs> Tevin Campbell, Selena Gomez just had a song called Round Selena and Selena Gomez did? Yeah. I'm surprised make, my kid doesn't know that. Big hit. I'm sure she does. She, nah. Yeah, uh, but we're not doing that one. We're not doing that one. What are we doing? Um,
1: my guess is New Order.
0: No, but that's a good guess.
1: That is a good guess, that's and you should guess.
0: play it anyway. No, because I got. But I don't have that song either. So yeah, what do you have? I actually think I do have Round round by New Order. (laughs) Yeah, but I can't call an audible because this is one of my favorite songs. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This is one of my favorite songs from a very well-known band, off of what is considered their 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 essential record. That if you buy one album by this band, it has to be this album. Band called Aerosmith the album is Toys in the Attic and this is a song wow. called Round and Round. Check this one out cuz I think it is awesome. Go Boston. Boston. <laughs> One of my favorite Aerosmith songs, period, and of course the great Joe Perry spotlighted very well on there. Great stuff. And, and the underrated, as always, Mr. Brad Whitford. Love that song. Toys in the Attic, if you have no Aerosmith, Toys in the Attic is the way to go pretty much. And Starting uh, point. Uh, And I'm not one of those. I'm not one of those Aerosmith guys. I actually will always still give the new stuff a chance. Although as time has gone on, I've been more and more let down. But I still do not dismiss the importance of an album like Permanent Vacation or Pump. I think those are actually really good records. Uh, But definitely Toys in the Attic and Rocks are the pinnacle, without a doubt. Pump wasn't bad. Yeah, they're just. Of course, they're more well produced. Yeah. But I I think they're pretty concise, and I think it's one of those ones you go back and listen to them. the, The album tracks on there. They're very solid and they stand up very well, but you're never gonna—they're just never gonna do any better than rocks or toys no, in the attic. No. That's just—that's just a fact of life at this point. Yeah. Okay, now I'm really gonna get you. This is one of the ones I've been waiting for. This is good times, Logan. I'm gonna play you a song now called "Ring of Fire," <laughs> <laughs> and you're not about to hear the chugging train music of Johnny Cash. You're not gonna hear that. Instead, you're going to hear the chugging of one of my all-time favorite rhythm guitar players in history, if, oh. if not my favorite ever uh who is one of my favorite rhythm guitar players of all time Logan do you do if i ever I've referenced this band so many times, yeah, you probably have and I, I said I, enough to where my mind's numb. I said that once this gentleman died, <laughs> oh around the same time that Steve Bader's did once this gentleman died, he was the heart and soul of this band, and they've never been able to replace him to this day as many albums as they put out. They're just never going to have that same soul and feel that this man brought to this band. Talking about a band called... This is too much pressure, dude. Talking about a band called Def Leppard. Def Leppard, oh. And the great steaming Steve Clark. Oh, yeah. Who is still, still missed to this day. Still. And you know me, I like me some Def Leppard. I'll still go see them live every time they come to town. Yeah. But Steve, and and, and they know it too. Because Did you hear what they're doing in Vegas? yeah they're doing hysteria top to bottom. I would yeah, love to yeah, see that because yeah. I'm one of those guys man like I'm guaranteed
1: would... god of war
0: yeah gods of war and little uh, uh run riot lucky. run run
1: riot or yeah run riot
0: yeah, you love yeah. run riot yeah uh, that's one of my favorites and i and as, re- as as amazing and ridiculous and as killer as hysteria is top to bottom. How does a song like "Love and Affection" not become a massive single? Yeah, like that's the closer, and that's considered a filler album track. Well, uh, on this, they
1: they had seven singles off yeah, of that record. Seven singles, which is ridiculous. I mean, that's seven Janet of- Jackson numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Janet Jackson's the only other person, honestly, that I know that might might have had. Yeah, uh, that was the Rhythm seven Nation singles album, right. off of one album.
0: Yeah, that was Rhythm Nation, wasn't it? Yeah, Rhythm yeah, Nation. Yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, it's like every other song was a single.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's just those days are long gone sadly no, 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 no. yeah yeah but, they're, uh,
1: they're they're way in our past yeah
0: i wish i could go to that vegas thing but i uh, i did like i said i've seen def leppard the last couple of times they've been through town and how's vivian do vivian's fine in. he's good and you know it's it's weird that just kind of weird that he's a dark-haired guy and, yeah and also he's been in <laughs> he's definitely been in the band longer at this point yeah i guess so uh, yeah steve was in the band for like 12 years and Vivian's been the band no, for Oh, Steven 20, was in for longer. I mean, what they Steven died in like 91. Sir. God. And they they only been together since like 79, 80. God. It's like 12 years what he did with that band. Vivian's been in the band for 20 years now. I mean, think about that. Jeez. So it, it's like it's like he's been it, it, He's to, been there longer than Steven. Yes. Was. And to to them it's got to almost feel like he's been there all along as long as it's been now, but still That's I hard got, to comprehend. I got to give him credit. Def Leppard still does point out how important Steve is to their history and I like that that they they haven't erased him yeah. as much trouble as he probably gave them to be honest. Yeah. yeah. He when they play Switch 625 as the solo section, then yeah. Steve is all over on that video screen. Yeah. And when they do photograph, there's a lot of Steve like up there because that's his riff. That yeah. And the, no Steve His no, contribution
1: is is, the riff. is, is not it's, I mean, it's it not felt. dismissed. Yeah, I mean, it, it still felt to this day. Yeah, yeah.
0: He wrote all those riffs. It's like Phil Collin would be like, you know, like Steve taught me how to do. He put the soul in my playing. Like, yeah. Like he's like, he, no, you you can't go. Is this? You got to go. Phil Collin with a
1: shirt or yeah. Phil Collin without a shirt?
0: Well, Phil pretty much stopped wearing <laughs> shirts by kidding. like '85. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. Uh, but he's like, you know, he'd like I I'd come in and I'd be going. Ra- but Steve taught me how to go. You know, like, yeah. that's that was Steve, man. Yeah. He, he was the heart and soul of that freaking band. And they put out a, what I consider a gem in the catalog. It's not a fully realized studio album, but it's a collection of songs they worked on Right. Uh, mostly in demo form, but they finished them. That's right, the cool right. part. And they, this is Steve Clark is on every track on this album. It's called Retroactive. Oh, and just looking yeah. at it on the surface, you think, oh, this is a collection or right. this is a best of or a live album maybe. Yeah. But this is all Steve Clark songs that they either recorded for Adrenalize mm-hmm. and scrapped once he died. They just felt like they can't even go near it.
1: We, yeah, we can't do these songs because... His
0: it, These are like his songs. Yeah, it's his this is stuff recorded pretty much from post Pyromania all the way up to early adrenalized sessions. So uh-huh. it's a collection of sessions, but right. it, it feels really good as a whole record and I think this one you need to go back and check it out because it's just one of those gems that people haven't picked up yet still. So here you go.
1: Oh was the song even? This I, is I, a song totally called own.
0: Ring of Fire <laughs> okay. by Def Leppard. Here you go. Not social distortion. Right. <laughs> yeah. So here you go. Not a Johnny Cash cover, but this is Def Leverett off of the retroactive release called Ring of Fire. I told Logan while we were playing the song here, but uh, it would probably surprise a lot of people to know that that song was recorded during the Pyro... Uh, it's not the Pyramania. Pardon me. It was recorded during the Hysteria Sessions, and... uh trying to find it again. <laughs> we're looking for... Oh, there, the it, is. there, there, it, sorry, is. there it is. There it sorry, I already filed it no, back. No, that's fine. Uh, this song was recorded read. during the Hysteria Sessions, which you said would have stuck out on the album.
1: Yeah, it, it, I, I don't think it would have fit on Hysteria, but Pyro... Pyromania, yeah. it would have that would have worked completely.
0: Oh yeah, I I almost want to cut something off Pyromania for that song. I mean, it's that good.
1: No, no, just tack it, tack it on tack. the. There's plenty of room on that record. Yeah, that's true. Plenty of room.
0: But yeah, for those of you who have been screaming for a vintage sounding Def Leppard album, then if you don't have retroactive, you're not doing yourself any kind of favor.
1: Which apparently I'm not.
0: Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, you were not very familiar with this album at all.
1: Well, uh, you know, post, I mean, th- th- there's a lot of dynamics. Personally, that I can go into that I won't, but sure. you know, but you're probably like a lot of people. Once yeah, I mean, was gone.
0: Uh, uh, even well, I'm sure, it, I'm sure. Even when when honestly, to be fair, I'm sure when Adrenalize came out, you probably weren't that interested at the time.
1: Oh, I was. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. not n- not not very much, not at all, hardly.
0: And and really, honestly, I do like some of the songs on Adrenalize, but it is a it is a poor sister to Hysteria at the end of the day. honestly. Right,
1: right. But yeah. uh, you know. Uh, much like a lot of hard rock or heavy metal whatever you want to you know yeah. w- whatever genre you want to be part of i mean the, the the 90s the 90s were a hard job for you yeah you you either had to i mean for me personally if i was looking for something in that hard rock or more so heavy metal i i needed something faster and yeah. heavier than slayer and uh, you know you had you had to go you had to go dig deep yeah
0: i think that really and i i thought about this the other day because something came on the shuffle to make me think of it it might have been one of these kind of songs but i think the bigger the band the easier it could have been for them if they had maybe stuck to their story a bit more right or maybe just slightly adapted hybridly into the 90s yeah. without making it look desperate, I think there were a small handful of bands that would have survived without having to do really much Without deep, getting deviation. hit as hard as a lot of them were. Yeah, and I think the, it's a short list, but and I think to a point, Bon Jovi did it pretty well. Uh, they, they, s- they, they, transition, they transition
1: They transitioned probably one of, the, one of the best ways that, that any any band could, because yeah. they they moved from their sort of pop metal and or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, they it, they aged the, the with rock.
0: their they aged with their fans basically in a very smart and almost calculative way because by the time their their fans were ready to rock again, it was almost the dawn of the two thousands and they pulled it back. Right. Up to that. But a band that never tried to be very heavy anyway, so I think it was a lot easier time right. for them. Uh-huh. Def Leopard, I think, could have pulled it off as much as I like slang. I think that was maybe the wrong album for them to make at the time, and they should have just kind of slowly, if they wanted to do that, they should have slowly built towards that. Yeah. Uh, Guns N' Roses, if they just hadn't fizzled out, would have easily made it. I think they were, they, they, you had know what? Fans it might have been a lot
1: end. easier for them to actually put out a record. Well, yeah, I'm saying, but they which... had. They had uh, fans on both ends, it, like it, they it, had
0: closet fans that were right. into the new hit music. You know this to be a fact. I mean, because yeah. you can't draw stadiums if you're not crossing over to everybody. Right, right. That's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, but Guns N' Roses, if they hadn't imploded, easily would have made it out of there because they were supposed to be the next Stones, anyway. Right. Sure. <laughs> I'm gonna let but you yeah. answer that one. I'm not. Yeah, um, I'm not touching. You know, more. in your Motley Crues of the world, if they hadn't blown up. They might have been okay,
1: but Motley Crue is, at, at, you know, they're I mean, there's you now na- nowadays. I, I I think they're more, they're just as vital. Well, yeah, but just I'm just as saying vital. if they had stayed I mean, their
0: course, right. they would have made it out a lot better, and you know, maybe obviously monetarily and popularity, right? Out of right. the '90s, I'm just saying if all these bands hadn't run into their little roadblocks, right? They probably would have coasted through a lot easier, right? But none of them really did. Yeah, the Bon Jovi, I guess, was probably the ones that were hurt. The least by that whole thing. Yeah, but that's it. That just came to my mind the other day. We got to finish the show, Logan.
1: Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> what do we have left? We have one more song. One more left song. To do good, because my brain hurts.
0: All right, Logan. And the last song I'm going to play for you here, and I, I kind of struggled on where to position this song on the show. Because it was either going to go before or after the Def Leppard song. Oh, okay. Because I'm going to play a song here called Photograph.
1: Photograph.
0: And thankfully, please do not turn off the podcast. I am not about to play Nickelback.
1: Oh God, did they have a song called Photograph? Yeah, they did. Thankfully, wow. if you've
0: avoided that song all this time, then you are a better man than I, sir. Guess
1: what? I win. You do. Because I have not ever known that. Okay.
0: We'll say so we're dodging the bullet. No Nickelback, okay. I promise. As long as this show exists, I will never even play you a snippet of Nickelback for comedy purposes ever on the show. Wow. But uh Photograph, Def, huh? Def Leopard obviously had a big hit called Photograph. Well yeah. So
1: the outro the outro of the last one lends you or leads you Yes to to move on to think, Oh well, you know. Def yeah. Leopard had a song called Photograph.
0: Yeah. I have no idea. And the song I'm gonna play comes up, this song is from I believe actually 2001. 2001. And this comes off of an album that you've vocally seen me bash at times. Oh. But now I gotta say in retrospect, if I'm pulling from it here and there, okay. I like it a lot better. There were about three songs where when I hit them on a shuffle, and this kind of happened to me. This is why I include the song. Okay. Right. I was like, you know what? This is a good tune. Was this the
1: song that triggered this entire episode?
0: No, Ring of Fire actually was. Oh, was it? Yeah, okay. that one also. Same day Which came version? on the shuffle. Uh, Definitely Ring of Fire. Oh, Def Leppard. Because I was like, I was like, is this? Hi- I know High and Dry and Pyromania top to bottom. What the hell is this from? You know, kind of thing. <laughs> it's like, oh, retroactive, of course. But this is off of an album. Uh, we were working in the record store, and we were looking forward to this, and because of the time. Lacking between the second and the third album of this band I think really hurt but now while I listen to it I like it a lot more now than I did then I'm not just saying that to sell you on the song
1: No no that's fine
0: I like the song it's a perfect example of what this band really is all about 3 3 minutes and done play some by a band called Weezer Oh and I believe if not the lead off song for the, green, the album. green album Yes There's a song called <laughs> Photograph And you know what Midnight Cell? What's that? Was that
1: our midnight sale?
0: We did a midnight... Yeah, we did a midnight sale for the Green Album and, and Tool. And Tool. Yeah. And for a midnight crowd, Tool I... won hands down. Hey,
1: uh, but you know what, though?
0: We, Weezer did pretty good, too.
1: We had... We, we were on the radio.
0: Yeah, yeah. We had one of our biggest, well, yeah, best w- w- customers.
1: W- one, of our, one of our favorite guys that had said, Hey, man, the...
0: They called the Eagle. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Which was our big rock radio station at the time. It was. And he got us a free. And, commercial. and yeah,
1: and, and and the guy said that the you know that our our store was having a minute. Yeah,
0: I remember that. Yeah, I remember
1: the guy's name too. I'm not gonna. No, his he... name was Chris. Oh, Chris Longo.
0: Hey, all right. Uh, maybe. Isn't that maybe... right? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah. Hopefully, he'll be listening to this. I show know his name more. was Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And he was he, he was a real cool dude, and yeah. and and came in all the time, and and. Uh, Yeah, man, they're selling the Tool record over at record store. You know, (laughs) midnight. We had a great crowd that night. It was cool. Had a a lot of fun. We needed. We we sold out.
0: Yeah, I remember because of all of it. I remember that. You know why? Because I had to go pick up multiple copies Uh over in Dallas the next day and bring Uh them all the way back. Yeah, Yeah, because we sold out. Yeah. Uh, whenever refer-
1: min- whenever midnight sales were valid yeah though that, that i miss those days it took less
0: than a year for the midnight sales it's sale like camping to just go-
1: out for tickets nobody does that anymore no
0: why see that's a little bit more of a we evolved not camping out for tickets anymore oh dude but
1: camping out for tickets was great man i'm, I'm sure it was it was so cool i mean you know you, you get your group of uh, uh kiss fans together and they're all like excited you know there's you got dudes out there that have their face painted yeah or- not like I saw that, but you know.
0: Not not for the shows you. Not you for the shows for. that I
1: would camp out for tickets yeah. for, but you know.
0: But that all being said, uh,
1: good times. Good times. Yeah. Good times. Weezer photograph. Yeah. Green we'll album. We'll crank it up. Buy it from my store.
3: <laughs> if you want it. You gotta learn to reach out there and grab it Cause everybody
0: I was a little worried in advance going into that because I know you're on again off again, on again off again history with Weezer, but uh, I think that's a great closer there that was it's not bad That's photographed by Weezer off of the album called Weezer, better known as the Green album.
1: It certainly helped that we had fun banter about Weezer while the song during was playing. the song, so yeah. that was that was cool.
0: I was mentioning to him if you are uh, more of an old school guy and are used to going to see. The park and bark version of Weezer, where they just stand there and they do not entertain. Oh, if you haven't oh, seen them in the last decade or so, do yourself a favor and go decade. see them. Wow, decade and a half, wow. let's say. But they're making tracks on stage now. A band that looks like they're actually legitimately having fun on stage—it's night and day. Go Good for s- them. Go see them live, and you might even see them, let's say, on the casino circuit. Oh, or you know, wherever they're playing theaters. <laughs> but it's—it's it's a. I think they're finally in that. Stage of their career where they're like, you know what, we can sell out a theater or a casino, it's all good. You we think they're about?
1: Cru- you think they're about to hit the state fair circuit?
0: Well, they have their own crew, so I think they. Oh actually yeah, I guess I, I guess
1: they don't need that. Yeah, they don't need that. I mean, and once they- you get your own crews, I mean, Sugar Ray got their own crews.
0: Did they? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Are you sure they're not packaging on one of those '90s? Oh, it is. It's totally. Yeah. It's
1: totally packaged.
0: Yeah, Weezer can pull a little bit more of a hip you know what? audience. You know, you know
1: what? That may be another n- another good cruise show. Oh, boy.
0: I don't... I I would entertain... It, it really would have to depend on the, the lineup. Oh, yeah. For me going oh, yeah. on like uh, a, well, uh, a package nostalgia r- cruise. R- real
1: real quick that they... Uh, it was the Mark McGrath actually promoted, and it was Sugar Ray and Gin Blossoms and Spin Doctors. I mean, Probably Smash Mouth. I don't, and, yeah, I yeah. think Smash Mouth. Actually, yeah. you know what? I think yeah. they were.
0: Oh, That's my sad. God. Oh, well, I remember they did a little bit of a mini package tour last year for yeah. all those. They were like I think they even called it like the Soccer Moms Love Us Tour or something like that. I mean, just something really. They 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 understand they, what they, they, they are. They know they know their audience now. Yeah. I like Mark because I I met Mark pre-fame actually, and, and he's he, a super guy.
1: I, I was going to say. I mean, I I I bet he's a nice dude. I mean, much like I I bet Rivers is is really a. A cool guy to hang out with right now.
0: Right now, yeah, because he doesn't seem like the the, the shy, the, jerky the, well, and, dictator. And, and because of thing. the
1: the nineties mentality was all about
0: anti stardom. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, a la Eddie Vedder. Yeah,
0: I think he seems to be the guy that, uh, which is almost a rare thing in rock and roll. Uh, marrying and having kids was actually probably one of the best things that he could have done. Right. It. So it uh, happens, and it's weird. They've had their moments of like super. Uh, prolific creativity where they uh-huh. put out like three albums in three years. Yeah. But now they kind of seem to be off of that again. I, yeah. just, I, I wonder what the next step is. Well,
1: the, that Weezer cru- Cruise, like you were saying, yeah. I mean, that, that that's a lot of planning. I mean, m- yeah. maybe not on their end. Yeah. I, they I, could just hire somebody
0: to do that's that. That's all Six Man, which is a great company. Uh, but I would love to go on the Weezer Cruise. Hopefully they would ever replicate it at some point because the first time they did it, they did Blue and Pinkerton top to bottom. Mm. And wow, I would. Yeah, I that's, pay, I'd pay good money to see that, actually. That's a good one. But uh, all that being said, I'm going to let you go here. Cool. This is this gonna was a lot it. of fun, Joey. It's going to do it for this week's episode of Rock Strikes 10. Uh, despite some of the uh, misses for Logan, I still hope you had a good time overall. I there.
1: did, actually. Uh, a lot of left-field stuff, and I feel schooled. Nah. Nah, not really. Not really.
0: But it's always a good time. Uh, It it is.
1: It is always a good time.
0: So, yeah, I want to thank you again for coming on. And everybody for listening to the show here today, please go to cnjradio.com. There is a link to Facebook, the Twitter, which once I get a smartphone, I will be posting on a lot more. But uh, also, like I said, that iTunes feed. Yeah, you need to keep that up,
1: dude. Yeah, that iTunes
0: feed, once again, that iTunes feed is now awesome, because, like I said, episodes 1 through now 67. Mm. 67 episodes of Rock Strikes 10 for you to enjoy. Holy and p- crap. And please share and recommend to like-minded people, or maybe not even like-minded people. If you have a friend that has, you know, sucky taste of music, tell her. Tell them your them. sucker mom. <laughs> yeah, tell your sucker mom. <laughs> you know, tell her, you know what, there's more to life than Sister Hazel. <laughs> Wow! Thought I'd pop you with that Ooh. one. So, uh, yeah, that, that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna do it here this week. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you on the next one. Have fun.
1: Have a good day.
3: Are they
2: kidding me?